for you are good. We thank you, God, for your love never fails. We thank you, God, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. And we thank you, God, that you've forgiven us, Lord, of our sins and cleansed us, oh God. And Lord, we confess to you right now. Father, we just pray, Lord, that you forgive us, Lord, of our sins, knowingly and unknown. Lord, reveal to us, Lord, our hidden faults, so that they may not have mastery over us, so that the words of our mouth and meditation of our heart be accepted, Lord, in thy sight. For you are our rock, and you are our redeemer. Move, Lord, in this space. Move in this place. May you be glorified. May you be magnified. But all that is said and is done. And bless us, Lord, as we prepare of reading your word with enlightenment of who you are and how we should now live, we pray. Amen. Amen. You open up your Bible with me in Gospel according to John will be in the 10th chapter. Gospel according to John, uh, the 10th chapter. I'll be lifting up our word from the New Revised Standard Version of Bible reading John, the 10th chapter. Uh, we're going to look at verses 1 uh, through 18 uh, in this text. Those who are able to stand in honor the reading of God's word, you're welcome to do so. Reading the Gospel according to John 10th chapter verses 1 uh, through 18. The Word of God reads, Verily, verily, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Verily, truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Who enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because the hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this folk. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. 
I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. Amen. Praise God for his words you may be seated. Thank <laughs> you. 
Magnificent, how awesome he really is. One thing I want to talk about this morning is about how when we know who God is, we know who we are. Do you know who you are? And then if you know who you are, as in saying, do you know your role? Do you know your position? To know who you are means I will know who Jesus is and my relationship to him and how I shall follow. Many times we describe people and express ourselves to people poetically, definitely in prose, right, with metaphors and similes. Here in this parable, Jesus is describing his relationship with his people, his sheep, as him being the shepherd and the door or the gate. In this metaphor, it describes to us that him being the good shepherd and me must, we being the sheep, we are to follow him. Our relationship, we think about it, with our creator, uh, that he loves us, his creation, that he decides to come down and be where we are. This gospel of, of John talks about Jesus beginning in the, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word became flesh. When we think about how they behold him and seen him and who he is and how God wants to relate with us is showing us how he loves for us. But also in this same parable, there's a stark contrast between the door and the shepherd and those who sneak in through the side, the thieves and the robbers. I want to encourage us today for us to follow the good shepherd and be good sheep. Help me tell your neighbor, follow the shepherd and be a, a good sheep. When we think about how we follow the shepherd, we mean we're following the one who leads us. Jesus says, in order for you to be my disciple, you must deny yourself, pick up your cross, and what? Follow after me. And so we're following him. We're following him wherever he goes. He told them this parable, and in verse 7, he makes, he makes it clear to them that they did not understand, and so he said, let me break it down to you. I am the gate for the sheep, in verse 7. He made it clear to them about this gate and this door. So now Jesus makes two metaphorical comparisons of himself. The first one is the door or the gate. When he says that I am the gate, those who what come through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. When I was thinking about this, about what it means to go through the door is to basically you are welcome to go through the front entrance. You can boldly walk through and go out. And then he says that you are saved that come through the door. Jesus made it very clear that he said the same thing in the same gospel, John. I am the way. The truth and the life. No man gets to the Father, what? But through me. Now, there's no other door you can go through. You got to go through Jesus. And when we're going through Jesus, we are safe. We are safe in his presence. We are safe in his company. 
and then it also says that we are blessed in his presence and we are blessed in his company. How, how do you see that? Well, look, it says, blessed is your going out. Blessed is your coming in. <laughs> he, he says, as you go in and out through the door, you're blessed. Anybody here glad you're blessed? Yeah. Every morning you wake up, you are blessed by God because he blesses us with brand new graces and mercies. His blessings never run out. He says, I'll pour you out a room, pour you out a room of blessing. You won't have room for all God is in the blessing business. Matter of fact, he told them back in Deuteronomy 28, verse 6, says, wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. The blessing comes from knowing our Lord and our God. Deuteronomy implies here that you are blessed because you are all obedient in what I do. You are blessed where? In pasture. Again, relating to the sheep. Sheep need pasture. Why do sheep need pasture? Well, they need to eat. And here's the thing about sheep is that they just sit where they are. And they'll eat all the grass around them. That if you don't move them, they will eat themselves to starvation. Which means that they'll eat all the food in there and then they won't go anywhere else. We're waiting for the grass to show up. That's why the shepherd has to take them to what kind of pastures? Green pastures. He's taking them out there where it's flush and it's good. So they rotate them around so that they can eat and go back to other places, allow that grass to grow back and come back again. What I'm trying to highlight here is that God knows what you need and he knows when you need to move. So when you're following God, you're following his orders, you're following his directions, you're following his protection. We are familiar with God as the shepherd, because Psalm 23 says the Lord is my shepherd. When we understand that God is my shepherd, look how Psalm 23 points out what the shepherd does for us. He gives me everything that I need. So Jesus pointing out that I am the good shepherd, I'm going to bless you going out, I'm going to bless you going in, I'm going to lead you to green pastures. I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of, but catch this, that once you leave the protection of the fold, I'm going to be the one to protect you against your enemies. Here's a challenge in our lives that when we choose to live for Christ, there might be some people and some things that's going to come against you. Our weapon is not, is not carnal, but mighty in the Lord, that we're able to tear down strongholds and bring them under subjection of Jesus Christ. That's why we can put on the whole armor of God and stand, and the enemy must flee. That's why you must be sober, you must be vigilant, and be aware, because your enemy is like a lion seeking whom he may devour. But when you are standing in the power of God, the enemy has to flee. Here it is that why the enemy is going to flee is that he's not willing to go against Jesus. Greater is he that's in me than he's that's in the world. When you understand that if I'm with Jesus, everything is going to be all right. When we sing here, he's going to lead them out. He's going to lead them out. And you might be going through some rough times, some rough passes. might have to make a hard decision in your life. I want to encourage you, you won't be alone. Think about how it's graduation time. Students are choosing what college they're going to go to, and it's going to be a hard decision because they're going to leave the comfort of home. Uh, everything I needed was at home. I came home, food was in the house. I, I came home, lights were on. I came home, the bills were paid. I didn't have to work a job. I didn't have to do something. Some of us were blessed that we didn't have to work while we were in school. 
that we came home, but when we went to college, also we had to get a job because we need some extra money. Finding out that it's, it's good to have a meal plan, but sometimes a meal plan is not the meal plan. <laughs> I, I want to give you something else outside of the meal plan. Now, I, I want to travel, so I want to go someplace, but yet now I got to learn how can I do this by myself? Well, I need Jesus. Jesus protect me. Jesus keep me, protect me from my so here it is that when we are going out of places of comfort, going to do new things, that we need a wall with Jesus. Anybody here glad that God sees exactly where we're going? And here's the thing that no matter where you go, he's going to be there. Know what he says. When I lead my sheep out, how do they follow me? They follow my voice. They know my voice. Do you know Jesus' voice? Mm. When you know his voice, then you know how to recognize him. Now, this is very specific for the sheep uh, because the sheep know their shepherd's voice. So just not anybody can walk in that fold and say, come on, sheep. They'd be like, I don't know you. I'm going to move when my shepherd comes here. Another thing that suggests about the shepherd is that the shepherd will smell like the sheep. Because sometimes they will sleep with the sheep to protect the sheep at night. And then that's why the shepherd job was not a high uh, position to hold because you smell. What are you going to smell like? You're going to smell like sheep. And so here it is, the sheep that says, I don't know you. I don't, you don't smell like my master. You don't sound like my master. So I'm not going to follow you. But he says, when the sheep hear my voice and I'm going to lead them out the door, they know that we all good. The shepherd's in the house. When we know blessed is my going out and blessed is my coming in. When I know that I'm going through who can protect me, who has saved me, who has washed me and made me white as snow. The shepherd knows where we're going to go. I don't need to worry about anything. Though he leads me through the valley of shadow death, I will fear no evil. <laughs> For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The shepherd's tools is used to protect and guide its sheep. Uh, the, the notice, it says, once he gets them out the fold, I can imagine a shepherd doing a head count. He's counting all his sheep, make sure that none's left behind. And once they get out, it says he gets in front. He gets out in front to be, I'm going to be the one that's going to take on any danger that's going to come your way. And then while he's up front, he's able to communicate in such a way the sheep know how to follow his voice. Think about how God is speaking to us right now. Hebrews first chapter one through two says long ago, God spoke many times in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. What I want to emphasize here is that long ago, God spoke through many different ways, spoke through the prophets, spoke through the angels. Now he's speaking to us through his only begotten son, that all who believe in him shall be saved. He says, I am the door. So once we come into him, we're getting connected to God, the father, and able to hear his message loud and clear that I know who I am. I am a child of God. Matter of fact, now in this text, I realize I am his sheep and he is my shepherd. And since I am his sheep, I got to listen to his voice, listen to his word. 
The word became flesh. He is speaking to us how we ought to live a life that brings glory unto God. Disciples are to follow after Jesus, obeying his command. John 8, 31 says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. We got to be faithful to his word, y'all. If we hear his voice, we got to show we heard his voice by doing what he says. Y'all might be familiar with the childhood game, Simon said. And mother, may I? You can't win the game if you don't follow the instructions. Mother, may I? Or did Simon say a lot of us need to make sure that we're playing that game in the game of life. That I won't move until Jesus says so. I won't do it unless the Lord blesses it. I won't do it unless he leads me in that direction. Understanding that God knows what's best for us, that he's going to protect us even from ourselves. Knowing that if we walk out of here, we might face some danger. We might face some hardships. But yet I know that I am an overcomer because I have power in Jesus. Notice our power is not in us, but our power is in Jesus. Notice that he points out, I am not like the ones that sneak in. I can walk through the front door, but the thief, the robber, those who come, they claim to kill, steal, and destroy. This text, when Jesus is speaking this, he's not only ministering to his disciples, but also to the Pharisees and Sadducees who are sitting around and the scribes who don't listen to Jesus. They don't hearken his voice, listen to his voice. And therefore, Jesus makes a very point to them about what it means to live, is that I will lay my life down and I will take it up. He's showing us that to be a true disciple is going to take sacrifice. Say, neighbor, it's going to take sacrifice. Romans 12 and 1, we made it very clear, our Paul pointed out, right, present your body as a living sacrifice. Galatians 2 and 20 tells us that my old self has died, but it's a new life in me, my new life in Christ, the one who died for me, the one who set me free. So I'm no longer living for myself, but living for the Spirit. I can only please God in the Spirit. I cannot please God in the flesh. In view of this great sacrifice that Jesus did for us, what's our sacrifice? To give up living for my own pride, my own ego, for people to applaud my name and pat me on my back. Jesus made it very clear that if you want to be number one, you got to learn to be last. When we understand we're going to follow him, that means i got to be behind him. Y'all missed that. <laughs> Stop trying to be out front. But let me be behind him. Hide me behind the cross. A preacher tells his joke about how he would preach, but yet one day he could not preach. Another preacher had to come up to preach. This other preacher was taller than the other itinerant preacher that would always preach. And so when he stood up, he would block everything behind him. A little child touched our mom and says, why is not Jesus talking today? What's happening here is that the short preacher was so short you could see Jesus behind him. <laughs> but with the other preacher was so tall, they got to be blocked, Jesus. And so he said, why not, Jesus? You understand? The kid was looking. I'm looking at Jesus. I'm hearing from you. Well, sometimes we get in our own way. That we don't allow Jesus to speak and live in our lives. That we are blocking him from being seen in our lives. Some people are looking at you right now and trying to wonder, do you live with Jesus? 
And my question is that they don't catch us at our best moment, but at our worst moment. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When things are not going well, and you're about to lose your mind, you're about to pull your hair, you're about to say your last word, you looking at it, somebody looking at you, you say, let me act safe. Let, let me calm myself down. You know, the, one of the fruit of the spirit is self-control. Let me control myself. Yes, I was about to lose my mind. Yes, I was about to say some choice words, but yet I know Jesus said. And so let me change my attitude, let me change my walk and show the patience of Christ. I was like a few more witnesses here. That I'm going to follow Jesus and try to sacrifice and not try to have the last word and make somebody feel so small so I can feel big. But Lord, teach me how to be last. When we're going through these tough times with the Lord, we know that we are blessed and loved by the Father. Notice what Jesus says, the Father loves sacrifice. Y'all see that there in the text? You see that in verse 17. He says, the Father loves me because I gave up my life. Tell your neighbor, the Father loves sacrifice. The Father loves me because I sacrificed my life so that I may take it back again. Jesus was willingly to give up his life. So that we might have life and have life more abundantly. He points out clearly here, no one can take my life. I freely gave it up. This is also pointing out the authority of Jesus being the only begotten son of God that was fully man and fully God who died on the cross while our sin. But also is pointing out that he was able to defeat death and, and rose from the grave with all power. And that's the God that we should be following. So my question to you, are you following Jesus? How do you know if you're following Jesus? Well, here's some few questions to ask yourself as you take time to inventory in your life. Are you following Jesus? Do you hear his voice? Do you have confirmation in what you are doing is the right thing? Can you say that Jesus said it's okay? Did you hear his word and, and, or did you read it in his word? Matter of fact, sometimes we got to read in his word to find out how we ought to change, how the Bible tells us you ought to bless and curse not. Some of us need to work on that vocabulary. But it's not necessarily talking about swear words, but it's talking about how you would bless somebody, pray blessings upon them, not their demise. Sometimes we are wasting on people's demise because we have that little road rage, so I hope you get pulled over. Now, you just curse that person instead of blessing. You said, pray for them, Lord, bless them. They be healthy. <laughs> he ought to bless them saying, Lord, I hope they don't cause an accident. They don't cause a disturbance because that's what you really want. You don't want nothing bad to happen on those. You might be angry. But remember that vengeance belongs to who? Vengeance belongs to the Lord. So don't try to punish somebody else. Thank God he ain't punished you. So if I hear his voice and I'm going to obey his word, I'm going to pray for my enemies, bless them and curse not. I'm going to be forgiving. I'm going to be kind. I'm, I'm going to be gentle. I'm going to be giving. I'm going to be caring. I'm going to exhibit fruit of repentance, expressing the fruit of the spirit. My question again, do you hear his voice? It's kind of hard to hear his voice when you don't open up his word. Have you spent some time in his word to hear his voice? Sometimes we want to hear things audible, but sometimes you just need to read the word out loud to yourself. You need to read it so that you can hear it and minister to yourself. Another way to find out if you're hearing his voice is that you will be led in the right direction. Jesus won't lead you in a place that will hurt you. 
He's going to lead you in a place that's going to bless you. He can take you through some difficult terrains. He'll take you through some hardships and some pain. But yet you'll notice that if he can take you through, he's going to get you through. Because we are safe in his care. Another question I ask is, do you recognize his presence? How do you recognize his presence? Well, look at the company that you keep. Philippians says it this way, if there's any encouragement, is there any belonging in Christ? Is there any comfort? Is there any love? Is there any fellowship together in the spirit? Is there any heart and compassion? So if you're around a lot of people that got a lot of hatred, a lot of animosity, talking negative about a lot of people, then you might realize Jesus is not here. I was having a few more witnesses here. We, we get caught up sometimes trying to find out who likes us and who's following us, but we see nothing but hatred. Nothing but all the trolling going on, but we spend all our time in these places that are tearing us down instead of being the place that's going to build us up. If you want to see his presence, you're going to find peace there. You're going to find love there. You're going to find joy there. Catch this. You'll find forgiveness there. Mm. That means I can go to those that I may have injured, I may have hurt, but yet I can confess, hallelujah, and they will say, I forgive you. Why? Not, not because you're good, but because God is good. Now I'm going to express what God has called us to do. So this will be a safe place coming into the church. No matter what I've gone through, I should be able to come here and be encouraged. That's the evidence of the kingdom. So the last part, not only do I hear his voice, but do I see his presence, but there's evidence of the kingdom. In Acts, verse, second chapter, verse 43, it says, people had a deep sense of awe, came over them, and the apostles before many Miraculous signs and wonders. This evidence of this kingdom means that you see the power of the kingdom move. How do you see the power of the kingdom move? One power of the kingdom movement was this was Acts second chapter verse forty three. This is after Peter was preached. After Peter preached, the power of the kingdom moved that three thousand souls were baptized. Why were they baptized? Because they confessed Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior. Why did they confess Jesus Christ as a Lord and said, because they had access to the king. The king is he. Who is king? Jesus is king. He is king of kings. He is Lord of lords. So if I'm following my shepherd and I'm realizing my shepherd is the shepherd king and my shepherd king is going to lead me to a green pasture. My shepherd king is going to bless my going out and bless my coming in. And because he's my shepherd king, he got all access to everything that I need. Won't it be easier for me to submit and surrender and follow him? Who's going to protect for me? He's going to provide for me? Who's going to make sure everything is all right? And so evidence of the kingdom is that I have access to the kingdom. I'm no longer a citizen of this earth, but a citizen in heaven. And heaven is in my view. When we are doing the daily check of am I following Jesus, I have to first acknowledge that I am a sheep and that he is a shepherd. And first me acknowledge as a sheep, I got to acknowledge that I am dumb. That's the hard part. We think we know it all. We think we got it all together. But in this metaphor, the sheep don't know anything. The sheep don't know how to get water. The sheep don't know how to get grass. The sheep don't know even how to run away when the enemy comes after them. The sheep just like, mm, go everywhere. And notice what they do with their wool. They'll get caught in places in the wool. Say, I got them. 
but the shepherd keeps the sheep together. The shepherd keeps the sheep on the right path. The shepherd leads the sheep to good water, healthy water, not stagnant water that will kill themselves full of parasites. They will, they will drink because it's available. No, he will take you to where you need to be. When we follow the great king, our God, he will take us to where he wants us to be. But are you willing to follow him out of your comfort zone, out of your places of familiarity, willing to go to some place you may not have ever been before and meet people you may have never, ever met before, but you're trusting on the favor of God. Some of you can testify that you realize that you got the job you have, not because you were so good, but you got faith from God that people just liked you because God was on you. <laughs> That people that said, you know what, I need you in this position. Yeah, people that blessed you and did some things for you, not because you've been good, because God was using them to be a blessing unto you. When we start realizing that God has always been involved in our lives and stop taking credit for ourselves, we start realizing, Lord, I would never have made it if it hadn't been for you on my side. So when we understand that he is the good shepherd, that he is the door, that he is the gate, that he is the way. That we're understanding that I need to follow him with all my heart. And if I'm going to follow him, I want to hear his voice. Because when I hear his voice, I hear everything's going to be all right. I hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. I, I hear, now, don't be weary in your doing well, but continue on. Hallelujah for the glory of the Lord. I hear that there will be some good days and be not, some not so good days, but I know that he is a present help in the time of trouble. And when I know I hear his voice, I know I'm in his presence. And in his presence, there's peace. There's joy. There's comfort. And here's another thing that I'm in his presence, but I'm waiting for him to come back again that I can see him for myself. And so I have a taste of the kingdom, but one day we're going to see the fullness of his kingdom. We are not there yet, but we're there yet. Y'all catch that? How are we not there yet, but we're there yet? Because the king is here. He is leading us. He is directing us. But are you following? Know your role. And know how to follow Jesus. Follow the leader. Be his disciple. Let him work in you. Let him work through you. Let him change you from the inside out. Heed his voice. Hearing his voice is challenging because we will be convicted. Uh, we might have to confess our sins and repent and acknowledge and tell somebody that we did somebody wrong. But that's all right because God is cleaning you from the inside out. And then once you get changed from the inside out, your actions change outwardly. That people can see, oh, I see you following after Christ. I see you acting like Christ. And they can see the change in your life. And then you start recognizing that you are in the kingdom, but not yet. Because you have power inside of you. Power, the same power that rose Christ from the grave. The same power that had Peter walk on walk. The same power that rose Lazarus from the grave is the same power. Do you understand that God's power is not diluted? God's power is not his same power that he can speak things and happen in life. Because all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we want to see change happening in our community. That we need to proclaim that same gospel to others around us. 
and how they're going to see this gospel that we don't live. How they're going to hear that we don't share. So we must study to show ourselves approved. We got to read his word. We got to meditate on his word so that we can hear his voice, so we can sense his presence, be in prayer and constant communication with him, and we can help show others to include the kingdom. Because Christ began his ministry, repent, for the kingdom is at hand. And now he is ushering us into the kingdom because he died and defeated death and rose again. We celebrate on Resurrection Sunday. Now it's up to us to follow him all the way to Calvary, all the way sacrificed in our lives to no longer live for ourselves, but live for him. And may we give him the glory. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you, Lord, that we are your sheep and you call us into your pasture. Help us, oh God, that we will follow after you. Lord, there might be someone who does not know you, Lord, are looking at us. May we welcome them into this fellowship, welcome this into this fold as we want to walk in submission to you. Forgive us, oh God, for our own pride, our own ego, times that we didn't fully follow after you, we didn't really seek your voice. But thank you, Lord, through it all, you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And that you are faithful and just to forgive us, Lord, of all our sins. So, Father, continue to move, to move in our hearts, to move in our our minds to transform us, to renew us, and refresh us. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 There might be someone here decided today, Lord, I want to know you. I want to walk with you. I want to be your sheep. I want to follow after you. Uh, we want to welcome you as we come forward. Amen. For our offering, you're able to come up and say you want to join and talk to one of the deacons and the ministers up here. Amen. And we'll be happy to welcome you to this fellowship. As we get, continue to worship, prepare to give God his tithes, our offering, uh, let us pray. Father, we give back, Lord, it already belongs to you. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for blessing us and increasing us. And Father, we ask you to bless those, Lord, that have desire to give and yet have not. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that you supply all our needs. Uh, Father, now bless for this giving, for the building and education of the kingdom, for the work of your church, the work of your gospel ministry, we pray. Amen. And they ask the us to please come forward. And that's you today. Decide you want to join this fellowship. We welcome you to also come forward, give up the offering, and see the deacon on my Sunday man. We'll be able to get your information. God bless you. May we rise for all the us instructions. Oh, God.